Welcome to the Explosion Network's exploration of Studio Ghibli. Each week we'll be discussing one of the films from within the library of the celebrated animation studio. This is Studio Ghibli's Animated Wonders. My name is Dylan Blight, and joining me to discuss today's animated wonder is Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here to talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Japanese edition. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and Kira Marchant. Kiki, do you love me? Are you going to deliver my incredibly heavy package? I don't know where I was going with the rest. I don't. I don't no, that's if you're stop. talking about that one that she couldn't even move across the room, I did wonder how, like. Hey, she did it, man. She was like. Yeah. Just hook it up and let's go. It's uh, a yeah, magic. It, it, and can you imagine somebody ordering something and then it's not even ready when you go to pick it up? Like, how annoying. Like, that's that's just that's some crap right there. Also, that guy was an arsehole because she's like, where's it going to? He's like, I wrote it on the pack. The, I wrote it on the box. I'm like, and calm like, down, dude. What a douchebag. Stop. Yeah, what a douchebag. Um, anyway, <laughs> today's episode of Judah Ghibli's Animated Wonders, the movie we're talking about, in case you haven't figured it out by now, is Kiki's Delivery Service, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, uh, written by Miyazaki, based on the novel by Iko Kadona. Uh, the main cast is Minami Takayama, Rei Sakumi, Rappi Yamaguchi, and Kiko Toda. Uh, it was released in 1989. The synopsis for the film is a young witch on her mandatory year of independent life finds fitting into a new community difficult while she supports herself by running an air courier service. When was no? We're not asking anyone. What are your What are your thoughts on Kiki's delivery service? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a cute little story. It's a bunch of like little adventures, I guess is the best way to describe it, rather than one massive overlying plot. Um, but yeah, Kiki is a cool character. Uh, I wish they'd sort of explored more about the witch world, I guess. Uh, but that wasn't the focus of the story. It was just more about her interacting with different people in the town. So. Can't fault it for not being what I wanted it to be, but yeah, it was a good time. But you tried anyway. Yeah. Um, Karen, had you seen this before? I what are your think, thoughts on I think, it? I feel like I've only seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing again. Um, I think it, it, it's. I think we're in. A, it'd be interesting. When we go next week. I feel like maybe we're in a section where um, Ghibli's decided to be like, we're just going to get super simplified with our with our stories at the moment and get and just you know tell good fun stories that are easy to digest and, and straightforward i um would put, put an asterisk i would put a pause on that and say that although i agree that this is simplistic and straightforward for the most part if you're saying it's the same as totoro i would say although totoro is similar in that it's another like sort of let's just make a happy feel-good movie i would say that totoro's themes are more hidden than this movie correct and it has, on, leaves a lot more up in the air about like is it real yes. is it not so real? in like, that terms but I, i'm t- talking about just on face value these are like this and totoro have been a lot more simpler than say grave of the fireflies and castle in the sky in terms yes. of just what if you want to compare is. yeah 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 if we're going at you know there's just um i enjoyed it i think 
I feel like for me, this is one of those movies in a way that makes you try and makes you think at the end of the movie that it's still a happy ending, but really it's incredibly sad still. In what way? She never talks to the cat again. The cat doesn't talk again for the rest of the movie. And I'm like, that's uh, that's heartbreaking. That's still, like, the cat's still there. Is it though? Her, but it is, because the poor cat, like, or, just literally, well, like, just. Maybe that last shot is told from, like, outsider's perspective, not from Kiki's no, perspective. No, don't even, so no. Kiki <laughs> no. I was just, I was expecting at the end of the movie to show that the cat could talk again. Couldn't talk. I was like, that's kind of sad still. That the cat just stops having the ability to talk to her. And it's really sad because he's like, man, I'm sorry I ditched you for a girl cat, but at the same time, I'd like to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what No, that's exactly what happened. It's fine. Oh. Exactly. Um, so I, I think I watched this around the same time I watched Totoro because they're kind of, I think, link, linked for a lot of people because they are like the more... Like, especially if you start watching these movies when you was at a certain age, these two come out, like, back-to-back. Um, like, the happy Totoro, happy Kiki, like, oh, Studio Ghibli just makes happy movies. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. if this is these sort of introduction. So, yeah, I think I watched this one, like, probably straight after Totoro, if not the next day sort of thing, when I was originally getting into Ghibli movies when I was younger. Um, I think it's good. I think it is from memory of all the ones that I've watched the Ghibli movies, I think it's the most simplistic. I think the only other one that kind of comes to my mind is like really straightforward, sort of simplistic that we'll get to a lot later is uh, Ponyo. But like, I've it's been a while since I've rewatched that. So there might be stuff in that. I don't, don't remember that comes like thematic that might be a bit deeper. Uh, not to say that I don't think there is more than face value to this movie or that's a negative thing, obviously, but, um, it's just it's worth pointing out that it it does seem this movie is purposely trying to be just pretty straightforward feel good coming of age sort of storyline it's a very colorful movie color palettes quite bright and vibrant at all points throughout the movie there's barely any dark points apart from when she's being attacked by the birds i guess other than that like every character in this movie is happy and nice and treats her well uh, for the most part the only characters that are like quote-unquote bad are the snobby girls which you get to see for like two seconds but she never really interacts with so i don't even if i would count them as proper like characters more so just like they kind of are figures off in the distance that she never really interacts with there's no um, bad guy or anything you know there's no they are more of a representative of the quote-unquote bad thing in this movie rather than being the bad character like they're just representing society's view on things that are different or don't fit the mold a little bit where um you know this world that clearly just hasn't seen witches or hasn't had a witch in it for a very long time and has grown past that for some people it is going to be well you're different and weird we don't really want to interact with you we don't well at least this town to. yes this town in in this um instance also this is the time where watching the four movies we've watched so far you go Wait a minute, haven't I seen this character designed for a character before? And then you you, you put her up against the picture of the uh, girl from Castle in the Sky towards the end after she gets her haircut. And she's like a, like exactly the same haircut and everything. Yeah. I didn't even notice. 
I wouldn't have even picked it. I think we took. I think we mentioned it during. We did Cast mention it during Cast in the Sky when she gets a haircut. We were like, "There's a Ghibli character that look design uh, that keeps appearing throughout the whole um, assortment." And uh, yeah, this is the second time it shows up. I think that um, Kiki's bow, I guess, like is is like what makes her stand out compared to other female characters in the the pantheon of Ghibli stuff, I guess. Like, because it is that whole thing where you, if you boil all characters down to like sort of, um, what, what do you got? Like shadows, you know what I mean? Like uh, j- just draw that outline type thing. It's like k- k- you could pick Kiki from a list, a standout of those, of Ghibli characters, because if you draw it, it'll be like, well, that's the bow, that's Kiki. You know, like she she has a standout yeah. feature. Feature. That, yes, that you'd, you'd be able to pick her from the rest of the line. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's interesting the fact that the movie is just sort of like there's no bad guy really. There's there's some like, but at the same time it's like oh well, the girl's a snob and whatever. And I mean, don't mind my language, but I'll call her in fact a bit of a bitch. That one that she yep. <laughs> delivers the package to. Yep. But like, is she like yep. a, a, a proper bad guy or bad you know like a villain? The answer is no. Like she's just a bitch. It's just <laughs> it's it's more. A character that is pointing out to Kiki more of her insecurities and her self doubt. Um, for her, well, yeah, because kinda... she wants she the first time she sees him, she's like, "Oh, I want that. I want to be like them." But then she's like, "No, I don't actually want to be like them at all." Um, so like getting into breaking down what themes are in this transition over to here, I would say I the most prelevant. Uh, theme of the th- this whole movie is obviously it's a coming of age movie it's about growing up and i think the whole thing with the cat that you was talking about before and all that sort of stuff that's obviously a key point in the movie and the only like super non like straight up explain what's going on part of the the movie yeah. is the fact that she loses her powers for a little bit uh she the cat starts can't stops talking to her when she goes through this like stage of self-doubt and whatever else, and then even when she gets her powers back, of course, it's that she, she no longer can talk to the cat, and I think that is because she has grown taken up. the next stage and yeah. grown up, and she can no longer yeah. talk to the cat. Because I, I think it's important to point out that it they show that not all witches can just talk to the cat, because the, at the start of the movie, it seems quite obvious that the only person who can actually hear the cat is Kiki, and I, you'd assume the rest of her family, or at least her mum. Uh, is a witch or was a witch, retired witch or something like that. So, uh, well, she is a witch. Still She's a witch. Just her thing. The thing is about witches in this world. It's very ambu- a. It's very ambu- ambiguous because it doesn't really explain what a witch is. Yeah. Um, it's just somebody that has magical gifts. Um, they obviously her mum had decided she's going to be a potion maker or a herbalist of some kind. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really outline. It says, "Okay, she's going away for a year of training," but it doesn't really it's outline like, what that no, training what means. What training? Nobody is <laughs> actually training her or teaching her. It's just kind of a go out into the world, kid, and figure out what you're doing. Like, yeah, just- I, I think it's that kind of trope thing of like, you know, go out, and when you come back, you'll have grown as a person. Yeah, type. it's like just, the, uh, that's the very- type of training it is. You know, it's a hero's. It's like a hero journey type. No, it's like a, what are the what's the name of those the religious group that like lives in the monks Amish? It's like Amish, an Amish oh, people. Uh, they send them into the world. Uh, pilgrimage yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Um, or yeah. I can't remember what they actually call it. 
Yeah, yeah. it is like that, mm. I guess. And so her year away, you would say that like the big part of that is obviously uh, what we see her overcome in this, which is the, her like self-doubt and challenges about who she wants to be and whatever else. Like that's her big like learning challenge I will, point. <laughs> I will say in this movie, it shows that because <laughs> they could have like gone darker with this movie in a way that like she could have had life way tougher. Like she kind of just landed in this city looked around for five minutes and then walked into somebody that was like, hey, do you want a do you you place to stay? A roof over your head? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I help mean, you. It's like She helped her out first. She did okay. help her out first with kindness. It's just, yeah, there's just with Ghibli and what we've seen of Ghibli so far, it's very possible that this could have been a darker and harder story for the character. I think it's just because it's like, well, it's obviously fantasy because it's got witches in it. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to kind of abide to any sort of real life, no, what people are really like. So it's like, hey, in this world where witches exist, people are just nice if you're nice. And for the most part, everyone's nice. And the world's great. Like, well, <laughs> like there's nice no, people are nice. Nice people are nice. And if Except, you're nice, actually, you're nice I've and... just remembered. I, I remember who the true villain of this piece was. The old lady's assistant or... Because she was like... Man, I wish I could fly. She's trying to fly in the broom at one point. Oh, she's she trying was just to like, playing around. Why is she like a villain? Trying, she's trying to brew up how to steal her powers. Like mm. she's, I could see, I could read into that character. I, th- I think like, you read into it completely different than no, she's like, I certainly mm. did. Mm. Mm, I've seen this before. You've mm. seen some interesting things in this movie <laughs> that I don't think anyone else has. Is this your hot take? You want to update your Twitter bio? <laughs> <laughs> Owner of Kiki's Delivery Services, hot takes. Um, and then the other thing I, I guess I, I write down that, I don't know if it's like a thematic thing, but I've, I guess it, especially for the time, like 1989, like taking that into perspective, I felt like it's quite relevant that it's sort of fighting against a lot of tropes, like having the the strong female character that Kiki sort of is in this to the, the point where she's literally does whatever she wants and like tells the guy get the guy to get stuffed and whatever else and these sorts of things like the the, the character writing for her i felt was quite strong for the the year it released you mm-hmm. know I, and i felt that was worth pointing out um she doesn't let anyone like tell her what to do at all really not really like, like she does and she's you know it, it she's in a lot of ways, even though she's leaving home, she's already very independent in her own way. Like she does, she doesn't have to be forced to do anything. She offers to help at the bakery. She's willing and and very kind to people. She's you know, it's um, it's not like it's her learning how to be independent or her learning how to stand on her own two feet. It's just more the next step on from that, which is understanding and being comfortable with who you are and and kind of accepting yourself and accepting the world around you for it well like everyone where she grows up i I presume everyone there's like obviously knows they're witches or they're all witches or they're witches adjacent or you know some sort of thing like that (laughs) so i guess a lot of it is you know uh fish out of water type scenario where she's and even outside the comfort zone thrown off by i guess the the section when she's first flying where she runs into that other witch from the other town and i was like Oh, is this setting up that there's going to be more witches in this movie? Is there going to be 
more interactions with a teacher maybe and it was like no that's just really establishing that witches have their own town and they they find their own kind of uh speciality or reason to be there so it's, it's just kind yeah, of setting I, that up i think it, it, like it sets up the whole thing where like it that scene where she bumps into the witch starts like kind of setting up this whole like uh self-doubt for her herself a little bit where she's like well i don't have any special powers like what am i supposed to do all this sort of stuff but then also explains in this world that like when she finds that town she starts flying around she's like is there any witches here and then when she finds out there's not she's like okay well it's good now you know whereas i feel like if she went there and it's like yeah there is one it's like okay well off to the next town i guess type thing you know like only one witch per town it seems like that was the the ruling the unwritten law of the witches or some such nonsense um any last thoughts or scenes you want to point out that aren't your favorite character or character scenes because we'll talk about those in a second uh little things you want to talk about ash uh no well i'll wait till we discuss our favorite things and then maybe something else will come up okay fair enough karen uh no i'm good for i've got both like i have two for character moments and characters i'll save it for that um my i've I've got i've got i don't think mine's super exciting this week but it was the one moment in the movie that actually made me laugh out loud so i had to to pick it so it's the cat um what's his name i should have wrote it down properly uh Gigi. That was it, right? Gigi? Yeah, GG. Yeah, GG. Yeah. Uh, there's that one moment where they uh, they knock on that the little the bitch <laughs> deliver the cake, and then when the door closes, GG like goes eh, with the tongue grunts, and then the part that made me laugh out loud is they do such a very quick as they're walking away again. GG turns around for like a spit second, goes eh, and then like turns around, and then the scene cuts away. But it's like so fast; it was like another quick like. Eh. Yeah. For, for some reason, I was like gulping water at the time, and I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> nearly like spat it out. It made me want to laugh. And I mean, that's that. That was the one moment that made me laugh. But then as a whole, I'll add that on top of the many other GG moments, like the fact walking up to the cup and being like, "Hey, look, it's me." I was like, that nearly made me laugh out loud. It made me like giggle inside. <laughs> my head a bit but yeah so I, i'm going with the uh, gg for this one because it was, it was making me laugh karen what what do you got so i've got i've got two i wanted to shout out to two two of the homies two of the ghibli homies one shout out to the mad lad jeff the dog mm. for you know really you, you just com- completely subverting expectations yeah you're there you're like oh no this dog's gonna cause havoc for gg yep. in this situation he's ironing off that dog knows something's up and then you get to the next couple of scenes and the dog's helping Gigi escape. And you're like, you're a, you're a mad lad, Jeff. I, I appreciate that. Good on you're you. You're a know? mad lad. You're Jeff. a mad lad, Jeff. So that's the first <laughs> mad lad. And the second mad lad is another character that you have misconceptions about early on in the movie is the baker. Because you're like, oh, are you, oh, yeah. are you a bit disapproving? Yeah. Are you a bit disapproving of kiki and what she's doing here and the cat you seem to have had a few weird looks or a bit awkward at some point but then it all comes together after on her when she's coming back from her first delivery and he's like checking outside for her and has made like the little sign for mm. her the window and you're like all right all right you're a you're a you're a silent you know protector well, she, a- he's the husband is what i got yeah, yeah, he's the husband, but I was like, I don't, because he doesn't have any lines and he doesn't speak no. at all throughout yeah. it. So you're like, I don't know where this character stands because he seems a little bit like what the what the, what the hell when she first arrives. Yeah, um, and you know she has that scene where she sneaks to the bathroom and has to wait for him to go past before she sneaks back. Um, yeah. So you've been a job, but just that, have that moment of just that's almost that's like so wholesome and nice where you're like, 
oh, he's like looking out for her and he cares about her just as much and, and he's checking out for her. And it also, you know, he has a bit where he's like smiling at Gigi while Gigi's watching him make things. Um, is uh, Yeah, so it's a very warm-hearted character, even if they don't have any lines throughout the movie. Yep. Ash. Uh, I'm going to shout out the the tandem of Madam and Barca, the two old ladies. Uh, what, uh, I'll just say it now. My favorite moment is when she gives Kiki the cake. I mean, that was so heartwarming and like completely like got me teared up and shit. And <laughs> that's such a sweet moment. And then Barca, like has good comedy relief. Like she's complaining that they're not filming the <laughs> air ship disaster probably. Oh, when it starts going, yeah, she's like, up. no, he's turned it off at the, the exciting parts. I'm like, people are dying, lady. <laughs> exactly. Super villainous. Evil. She wants to see people die. That's, it's all, it's all coming together. <laughs> but yeah, She has great. a very sad backstory, that lady. She's had a hard life and she's ready to Maybe. to give it back to the society, to tear she it down, just, the, you know. She just likes to be informed and know what's happening. <laughs> she just likes to watch people die. <laughs> well, they weren't dying yet. Nobody died, as far as I'm aware. As far as we know. <laughs> no. She wanted to see people get rescued. That's what she wanted. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what else she got? Also, speaking of the, the accident, I love it how... They save the boy from hanging off the rope. And then it's like a small cutaway line that's like, oh, and the rest of the crew's absolutely fine. I've been able to land. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> How? Superman came in at the last second. Also, shout out to the janitor who gave her the broom at the end. That's my broom. Yeah. I gave it to her. Yeah. It's like I was, I was, do you want my signature, everyone? I took yeah. part in this major saver, saving time. I'm important. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Also, the Raven no. Girl was pretty cool. All the characters. Yeah, Ursula. Cool, but yeah, she. Was I mean, the nice. Ravens were very funny as well. I mean, <laughs> I know she got close to those eggs, but man, they were thief, man. Uh, egg thief, man. <laughs> egg thief, and then they acted like dicks the entire time. <laughs> reminded me of Plovers. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's what they reminded me of. No, it was like freaking. Uh, the Spearows at the start of Pokemon. I'm sure yeah. that's the inspiration for that. Yeah. Is Gigi the Pikachu in this situation? I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. All right. So that will do it for animated number four, Kiki's Delivery Service. Let us know what you thought of the film on Twitter. You can find all of our Twitters by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Next film, next week's film is called Only Yesterday, so make sure you watch it. Carl's about to make a horrible pun, but I won't. So make sure you watch it before <laughs> next week's episode releases. Um, until then, bye. <laughs>